Mike here with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. And we are here for another Right Mind tutorial episode. And if you've been a fan of our show for a while, you've you've seen this man many, many times. This is his third uh, Mixing Tips with Hex. This is his third episode with us uh, through the actual Right Minds uh, series. And Hex also has a guest speaker episode that's been out. And uh, it's been a little while since we've done one of these, and you've, you've been doing quite a bit. We'll talk about this maybe a little bit more, uh, stuff a little bit more in the next episode that, you, yeah. that you'll, uh, you'll be coming on, which uh, we'll keep hush-hush for right now. All but right, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not, not going to give too much away with that. But you've just recently relocated to Austin, Texas. Yes, which sir. Is pretty awesome. So congratulations yep. on your move. Thank and, you. And uh, before we started recording this, there was a little bit of, uh, we had some technical issues. I uh, lost power. <laughs> and so subsequently, somehow in me losing power and jumping back on, I am actually not the host of this Zoom meeting anymore. Somehow Hex has taken over the yep. turntable teachers. So <laughs> yeah. I, am, I, I had to ask permission to record and all that. So I'm just I'm on the other end. So exactly. he, this is your host now. It's I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I've resigned. <laughs> it's your host, Urban. Hex. <laughs> back with another episode. Yeah, so, yeah, you you, you got to like practice your your. I know. Uh, your, I'm not good at routine. that. <laughs> yeah, you got to practice your intro. Exactly. <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you? Good, good. I'm doing good. How's uh, how's how's Austin treating you? Pretty good. Perfect. Yep. As we were talking about, with the, the community here is great, and you know, I'm feeling like I fit in here really well. So I think I found a home for now, for sure. Great. Great. We we, yep. we miss you here. We st we st you're still one of ours. Like I know, you know. I'm still technically a Massachusetts artist because most people I work with and like talk with are, is from Mass. So it's like <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. So today we're gonna again, like I said, do another Right Mind tutorial. We're gonna do break down uh, some mixing and mastering tips. Obviously, you, there's two others as well. We'll link those in the in the description. But we have uh, EQing vocals and we also have reverb out already. So yep. Hex is going to take us through another episode and uh, definitely excited. So without further ado, you, you, the floor is yours, host. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So today um, we're not going to do specifically like a super niche um, topic. Like I technically this episode was supposed to be compression. However, if I spent the whole time talking about compression, I feel like it would get really boring because con compression is super technical and like it's really hard to show without um, having a trained ear. So I'm just kind of kind of mush in the definition of compression and an explanation of that into basically just giving away my whole vocal chain for one of my unreleased songs, which is going to be the intro to my EP. So it's not even going to be a single. You're going to have to wait until the EP comes out to hear this in full. However, um, I will show how I mix my lead vocal on that one. So we can uh, get that started right now. Let me just share my screen. So I'm going to play like uh, just the first verse with the chorus, um, just to kind of get like uh, the meat of what the vocal sounds like. Um, and then I'll, I'll break everything down. Wow. 
When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. I always run at the cliff's edge and hit a wall. Every stream of thought turns into rainfall. Never gave a damn, stress became a waterfall. Looking back, I don't feel so bad. I could count on one hand how many friends I have. But boy, it grows bigger with the fans I had. If I love what I do, why am I so fucking sad? Look, I get the message, but I still won't call back. It's my fault that I felt so down bad. I don't know what makes me different. I still feel like I don't fit in. But everybody wants to be like somebody. But what happens with somebody is you. Wow. I feel like nobody listens when they're around me. That's why I don't like listening to. Wow. I need some. Word. So that's basically you got the rapping, you got the singing, and they're both actually running through all the same plugins. So they're essentially the same thing. Um, yeah, it's just I just kind of when I recorded them, the way I adjusted how far away I was rapping, I did a little more intimate right up in front. Singing, I did a little bit back, so it was more airy. That's really the only difference. Um, so to start off, what I did, um, if I take all the plugins off and just solo the vocals. You see these plugins up here too. So this is just auto tune. I have auto tune like embedded in this. I would show you without auto tune, but I would have to like take everything off. So this is just uh, just auto tune and um, the actual clip gaining that I did. And I'll explain what clip gaining is in a sec. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. I always run at the cliff's edge and hit a wall. Every stream of thought turns into rainfall. Never gave a damn, stress became a waterfall. Looking back, I don't feel so bad. I could count on one hand how many friends I. So it feels like it kind of like gets a little lost in the beat. Um, it's not like like you know, pushing out and right in your face, um, but. It still sounds pretty decent for an extremely raw vocal. And the reason why it sounds kind of put together is something called clip gaining. So clip gaining is when you take a piece of audio and, you know, I'll do, I'll just use this since this is an active as an example. So let's just say this word right here that I highlighted, I wanted to be louder or I wanted to be quieter. I could cut it. And then uh, Pro Tools actually makes it really easy. Uh, I've been using Pro Tools lately. You can do it in all uh, software. However, on Pro Tools, um, it's as easy as having this little slider right here and raising and lowering the volume. And then you can just crossfade it like that um, with holding Command and dragging. So what I did was, um, right after I recorded, uh, I would just throw on like some placeholder plugins to make it sound decent for a demo. But when I went into mixing, I would take all the plugins off and go in syllable by syllable and clip gain every single syllable so that it was all sounded even and um, smooth. So that's why if you see the waveforms from for all these vocals, they look pretty consistent. Mm. They're not super jumpy up and down. So that technically in and itself uh, controls most of the dynamics of the vocal. So everything else after that is really just a lot of uh, cleanup stuff. So I'll just explain what it all is. So. First thing is the Faraday limiter. So basically what it does is this threshold slider, um, I just pull it down to a point where the where if I did miss, when I, after doing clip gaining, if I did miss any peaks uh, for the waveform, the limiter basically just makes it so that the signal can't go past that point. So any time it goes right there, it just basically pushes it right back down to where the ceiling is. 
And, um, and then these knobs right here, this color knob adds a little bit of saturation. Um, so it just saturates the signal. It just adds in um, more frequencies um, and just makes it sound more dense. And then um, these two knobs, it's kind of hard to explain because they're really, it, it's like the concept of compression. Uh, attack is basically how quickly it's pushing it down and release is basically how fast it's going back to normal volume after it pushes it down. And then out is just the actual volume. So I turned it up a little bit so you'll hear. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. I always run at the cliff's edge and hit a wall. Every so like raises in volume. You can't really hear much. All that's doing is basically putting like a, a cap on the, on the audio signal. The next thing is where most of the heavy lifting is, which is like we talked about before, EQ. So I, we had talked about um, dynamic EQ too in the last one where like you can have it so only on the super loud parts in that fr uh, frequency area, it'll, it'll lower it only when it's too loud. Um, so I did that basically for every EQ move. So I did two filters on the top and bottom just to like focus in what frequencies were allowed in the vocal. And then the rest of it is just tone shaping. So I'll just solo each band so you can hear what's being taken out. So that's that super boxy, uh, sound. That's super honky. Right there. That's where it starts to get harsh. No, that's, this was like a, like a hollow frequency. And then these up here, my mic is actually really bright and brittle uh, on, the, on the, the treble. So I have to do a lot of cutting um, for harshness and stuff like that. So you can hear it's like kind of sharp. So that's just the EQ. So I'll do, I'll bypass that and so you can hear without it and then I'll turn it on. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. I always run at the cliff's edge and hit a wall. Every stream of thought turns into rainfall. Never gave a damn, stress became a waterfall. Looking back, I don't feel so bad. I could count on one hand how many. So that is doing a lot of heavy lifting for the actual tone of the vocal. Basically sounds so much thinner. So what I did was I thinned it out. So I took out all the bad shit. And then after I did a lot of adding. Um, but for right now, I'm still taking out for the next couple plugins, so I'll explain that. So this is an actual compressor. So basically, it's the same concept as the limiter, except instead of like being brick wall, um, this time constant affects the attack and release, kind of like what I explained from before. Uh, and it still lets some some signal through, depending on how fast it's actually engaging and pushing down uh, the peaks of the vocal. Um, so. It has a more um, glue sound to it than a limiter does. A limiter is more transparent than a compressor is. So I'll bypass it and then play it. I'm doing like 2 dB of compression, so not that much. I'm not trying to, you know, squash it so the audio signal is just a brick. It still wants a little bit of movement, uh, peaks and valleys in my vocal, so it sounds natural. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. I always run at the cliff's edge and hit a wall. Every stream of thought turns into rainfall. Never gave a damn, stress became a waterfall. Looking back, I don't feel so bad. So it just sounds more consistent, uh, even more glued together signal-wise. It's not jumping back and forth. And then the next one is a de-esser. So this is basically a compressor just for the S's. So I'll just solo the frequency that it's actually um, focusing on. 
So as you can hear, that's like where all the S's live. Um, so I have it focused in there. And then basically whenever uh, an S happens um, and it's too loud, it'll just duck down the S and smooth it out. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. I always run at the cliff's edge and hit a wall. Every street- You can see it right here when it engages. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. So it smooths that out. And then the next one is called the spectral shaper. So basically it's similar to um, de-esser, except it's not just for S's, it's for the whole vocal overall. So this whole area right here. Sounds super harsh. And that's actually the area where the human ear um, naturally has a big boost in volume. So us as humans, we hear that uh, area and in, in frequencies too loud usually, and it hurts our ears because it's so much louder than all the rest of the frequencies. So that's like a really important area to tame in your vocals and in your recordings because the smoother it is uh, and the more controlled it is, the smoother the vocal will sound to us humans. So um, when there was nothing left, as you can see that the blue line right there engages when it's taking it out and it'll show how much it's actually taking out. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. I always run at the a wall. Every stream of thought turns into rainfall. Never gave a damn, stress became a waterfall. Just sounds a little bit smoother. Hmm. The next one is a multiband compressor. <laughs> so it's basically a compressor except... Um, you solo each area. So it's very similar to the EQ, the dynamic EQ we were doing earlier, except with a dynamic EQ, it's less about an entire range and more about um, pinpointing a certain frequency or a very specific area. Um, these are just literally from, from this point to this point is compressed this much. And then, uh, you know, the rest of the areas are compressed in their own way. So I'll just solo each part. So that's the bass. I have a couple dB there. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. Compressing that. So I'm compressing those areas. Then I also have these areas. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. Those are just kind of extra bands that this plugin, it's called the C6 because it has one, two, three, four, and then two bands that you can drag around and get really specific with if uh, they're poking out too much. So, you know, that area at 622 hertz was too much, and then around 280. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. That was too much for me when I was mixing this. So, this is without and then with. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. I always run at the cliff's edge and hit a wall. Every stream of thought turns into rainfall. Never gave a damn, stress became a waterfall. Looking back, I don't feel so bad. I could count on one hand how many friends I have. So it just sounds a little bit more um, cohesive and put together and it kind of opens up more because I use those specific, those two uh, bands on the end to take out those spots that were just like muffling the voice a little bit. And then from there, um, this is called Spectre. It's basically just an EQ that only boosts, uh, but it doesn't just boost the frequency. It also it boosts the frequency while adding like a certain character of saturation. So, you know, there's warm, which is just even order harmonics, which is a very confusing concept. That's just just know that even order harmonics is more pleasing to the ear or it's more just um, doubling down on what's already there. And odd order harmonics is kind of filling in gaps in the frequency spectrum. So basically this this is on warm mode and because I didn't want random frequencies to be added in to make it sound distorted, I want it to sound smooth. 
So I did a warm mode uh, just to make it sound very smooth over the top. So I just boosted that 2 dB. So that added a little bit of body on the vocal uh, so it wasn't so thin and brittle. So I'll bypass it and then engage it. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. I always run at the cliff's edge and hit a wall. Every stream of thought turns into rainfall. Never gave a damn, stress became a waterfall. Looking back, I don't... And it adds a good bit of volume too because of how much body I'm adding. And then lastly, uh, the Oxford, Oxford Inflator. So this is, again, another saturation plugin. Um, basically, this is a tube saturator. So there's in real life in like old pieces of hardware, um, they would use tubes that literally actually my mic is a tube mic. So it has a literal like glass tube in it and it'll heat up and the sound will run through that. And certain types of tubes have certain types of characteristics. So this one, um, this one's a tube saturator. So it has that tube character and, um, if you just push this, it'll again add those harmonics and will fill in the gaps in the frequency spectrum to make your sound more full. A lot of um, inexperienced mixers will, instead of using something like this, will add more compression because essentially compression is bringing up the low volume, like you, you squash down the high volume and then bring up the overall volume. So overall, the whole dynamic range of the song is getting squashed down meaning that all of like the low volume frequencies are coming up. But with this, it's just adding them in based on what's already there instead of affecting the dynamic range. So it leaves in the loud parts. It leaves in the quiet parts and keeps them quiet, keeps them loud so that the song is still flowing and moving and not just a complete brick that's squashed, you know? So mm. it sounds more musical and it has more movement when you use saturation instead of compression. Um, the range, the range just seems like it would be greater in that sense, right? Like in terms of you, you that's something you would want in a, in a song. Exactly. People talk about dynamic range and like um, photography and videography too. Like the super darks are dark, dark, and then the, and the light parts are light, light. So like when as us as humans, when we use our eyes and look at the video or look at the picture, and we see that the blacks are really dark and the whites mm. are really light if it's if it looks really good and crisp to us so it's the same thing it's the same thing with this as and but the only thing is that there is such thing as being too dynamic okay so like you know like because then it falls into the beat and it doesn't sound like consistent throughout the song right so as long as it's consistent at that point when people add more compression to squish it even more it's just for a character but you can do the okay. same exact thing with, you know, this Spectre plugin, this this inflator. And then you'll see up here, I have other plugins that it's running through. Um, this is a saturation plugin. Again, warm tube mode right here. So I'm even saturating even more just to get that even more glued feel without affecting how loud the vocal is, you know? So, yeah, so it just gives it really more contrast, right? Like exactly. The, the contrast that we want versus yeah. it being so flat and just sort of in this yeah shorter like range like i hate to use the word range because that's the word but yeah like a shorter range essentially exactly oh, that's okay I, I didn't I, I like i like the analogy that you're using with like with colors because that we that's the best way to put it yeah yeah for yeah. sure you know like you don't it's 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 hard when like everything the whole song there's just zero change in volume right. like some some songs you'll see like the the if you look at the waveform it literally just looks like a gigantic rectangle <laughs> 
Mm. And like that's when that's when it's usually not a great sounding record. It might be a good song, just the potential probably wasn't pushed as much as it could have been because of the fact that mm-hmm. you know, we naturally enjoy dynamics as long as it's done right. You know, mm. like we still want that character, that punch, that, you know, saturated sound, but this is the way you do it in the way without ruining the dynamics, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. So yeah, and then I have this EQ. Yeah, just doing just tiny, literally like 0.93 dB. It's like barely noticeable. It's just basically for my sanity there. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, another Oxford inflator. This time I'm pushing it 100%, but uh, this curve knob is basic. This slider is basically like how subtle it is. So the lower it is, the more subtle it is. So I pulled it down so it was more subtle. And then I would like push it because I wanted the vocals to, again, be super upfront and saturated without losing that. Um, and then I have this plugin called Soothe. So basically what it's doing is it's finding the harsh frequencies in these areas, uh, basically throughout the whole thing, but I pinpointed these areas. So it's like more, it's less, it, it does more taking out in those areas. Um, and it basically it just automatically it. will clean it up for you. It'll clean it's, up those harsh frequencies. It's basically like a magic plugin um, that a lot of professional engineers use and they still are like, I don't even know what it's doing. Uh, which some engineers don't like. They like to know what the plugin's doing. However, right. it's very helpful. Um, I'll, I'll, buy, I'll actually show you what it's taking out. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep. So that's that's with it, and this is without it. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. I always run. Again with it. When there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. I always run. So you can see it's very subtle. And then if I put on Delta, it'll actually flip it so it only plays what's being taken out. So just it's basically everything you're hearing is just sounds like butt and like you just don't. It's usually those frequencies that you don't like in in a vocal, so it's just automatically taking them out. However, I have the mix, which is like the blend between the original signal and the new affected signal at forty percent. So it's only the affected signal is only forty percent of the whole signal. So I'm leaving in some of that original signal just so I'm not taking everything out, you know. Um, when there was nothing left, wanted to keep it all. Yep. So that's basically the the end of that vocal. And then some other things I did to just make the song dance more was let me just see what parts right here. So I have the the reverb muted for the whole rap part. So if I play it. Love what I do, why am I so fucking sad? Look, I get the message, but I still won't call back. It's my fault that I felt so down bad. I don't know what makes me different. I still feel like I don't fit in. But everybody wants to be like somebody, boy. So when the singing comes in, I have all that spaciness, those delays being in, in, like thrown in the background, like tons of atmospheric stuff going on. Um, and I have it automated so that it engages right at that part because that's when you're like kind of brought into a new space in the song and that's, mm-hmm. and I wanted that feel, you know? So, uh, I have it going next verse, same exact thing. And then when I start singing again, and then another cool thing I did was, um, this part right here where the other voice comes in, like that dark voice, um, you guys didn't hear it. I showed uh, Mike before the episode, the whole song. <laughs> so this is kind of a sneak peek of later in the song. Sorry, I did this. 
So basically what I did was I took this part right here. Oops, sorry. And I printed the reverb. So we explained in the other episode that you use uh, send for a reverb. So it's basically just a copy of the lead vocal and then you just make turn it into a full reverb signal and then blend that back in with the regular dry vocal. But for this, I actually printed it out. So this audio right here is literally just reverb and delay. And then because of the fact that I wanted to actually go in on the audio clip and put a fade. And I wanted to fade it out right here. And it was much easier to manipulate uh, the, you know, the fades on those versus trying to draw it in with automation like I did up here with these these lines that you see right here um, just makes it easier for me and like that way I can manipulate them more um, and I added is that in how EQ that and stuff oh my, my fault I was just yeah. gonna ask is that how you got like those really dark tones in the, in the vocal like oh so that <laughs> so that is this plugin the you mean like the pitch effect yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so that plugin exactly. is little altar boy so basically um, <laughs> let me just let me just yeah. some of the names of these plugins crack me up. Yeah, <laughs> like so uh, soothe made a ton of sense for me, right? Like yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> that like soothe. I think I, I'm, I'm I'm almost cut you off on my plug, but like I was like, it just blurred. I was like, oh, that's like soothes the vocal. It makes sense, right? Yeah. To be like little alter boy is funny though. That yeah. sounds like, like the exact opposite of what I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is it without it. Oh, you know why? Is because I have it um, frozen. Let me unfreeze this real quick. This is this plugin's really interesting. Like this concept of pitching the formant. So there's pitch informant. So pitch is the actual note that it's hitting, and you don't want to adjust that because then um, then it would be out of key. It would be actually be hitting the wrong notes and you want to keep the good notes that you're hitting But you want it to okay. just sound lower or higher in tone. So that's the formant So that's basically like how tight and how wide your throat is so depending on um, the size of your throat that determines if you have a lower high voice so basically this is what it sounds like with um, a normal formant Somebody wants to be like somebody but what happens with somebody is you just like my my um my other pre-hooks in the song. But um, I added this this filter so it sounded more telephony. And then um, I did a pitch shift down by 6.4 cents. Uh, and it basically just makes it, you know. Somebody wants to be like somebody, but what with somebody is you. See what I mean? pretty cool now the other way it definitely sounds like little altar boy yeah yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah exactly i'm just here for comedic relief facts <laughs> yeah um, we need no, it man. in all seriousness but that's it's interesting though like going through this because i've always been enamored with artists that do that type of pitch uh like pitch shifting pitch control yeah it's a really like, cool concept for example like asap rocky and guys yeah. like denzel curry like i feel like they've done a lot of that over the years and it's exactly. always like you know, Brock Hampton's another group. Like they've they've all done it, and it's like for me, I'm like, how do they? I've always asked myself, like, how does how does that work? So yeah, it's it's most of it isn't even the engineer either. So like, how usually people don't understand this. Um, 
I mean, I didn't even really understand it till recently until I started watching podcasts of like, you know, mixers and producers right. that are like high end with like the best of the best. And like, it's it starts with, you know, the idea where with a producer and a writer coming together, whether that writer is the artist or uh, someone else writing a song for an artist, the -hmm. writer and the producer come together, they write the song together, and then that artist sings on the song and actually cuts the vocal with either the producer or recording engineer. So usually some producers uh, are both recording engineers and producers. Some are just, some of the jobs are split just depending on what you are and what your specialty is. and the recording engineer will put it, put it through their chain and get a really good demo going so that it's to the point of it's almost there. It just needs that extra 10, 15%. So like those effects that you hear, like the pitch effects and all that stuff is usually done with the recording engineer slash producer and the artist. And the mixing engineer is just doing the EQ compression and leveling. You know, just the technical stuff to really make sure that it's that it competes, you know, with sonic quality. So a lot of the stuff I do in my own songs is more vocal production versus mixing, um, like those types of things. And like automating the reverbs and delays to come in and out. Like the artist and producer would most likely have that already down pat um, for the a more um, professional environment. But, you know, us, us independent artists, we don't have the luxury to, you know, pay a producer, pay a recording engineer pay a, a mixing engineer and then pay a mastering yeah. engineer <laughs> it's like right, usually right. the fact that you're probably even watching this right now is because you want to learn to do it your on your own um or just learn in general so most likely you're not going to be the guy who only wears one hat you're going to be wearing multiple hats so that's why it's mm-hmm. good to know these pro- uh, vocal production tips too really great um yeah, I think that's pretty much it. The background vocals, if you, as you can see, it has basically a very similar chain. Uh, this plugin right here, Decapitator, is just another saturation plugin. It's more saturation is the same as distortion. It's just distortion is just the extreme version of it. Mm-hmm. So basically, Decapitator decapitates the signal, so it like distorts it uh, if you push it really hard. You can also get some subtle results out of it too, but that's basically the Sweet. only difference. Like Saturn, we already said that I had added that um, to my lead vocals. Yeah, VMR is probably just compression. That's pretty much it. That's Great. that's it for the lead vocal, at least for sure. Fantastic. So, yeah. I love it. Really great. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, there's your vocal change. That's that's really sweet, <laughs> and the the song is incredible, guys. So definitely make sure that you uh, you tune in and, and uh, make sure you. Uh, tune in for this song and this EP to drop because, uh, as as I mentioned, a little, little spoiler alert: if you've made it this far, you can get a little little Easter egg, if you will. Yeah, but Hex is Hex is going to be coming back when his EP drops. Do you have a Do you have a date yet, or like a I'm around thinking, the time? I'm thinking June fourth. I'm thinking mm. June fourth. However, so, okay, I think my next single is going to drop the twenty eighth of okay. May. So I don't know if that would be too close together or maybe it'll be right on time for, for the hype train. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm going to figure it out. It's if not June 4th, then the week after. So for sure, so it's going to be early June. Early to mid-June. Yeah. Well, once the EP drops, we will be having an album analysis Absolutely. episode. So you're, you, you will be wearing a different hat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, podcast. See? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be putting your analytical hat on with, with your boy. With, yeah. With, <laughs> With with someone that actually knows what they're talking about in that, yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just a listener taking this all in exactly tonight. 
Uh, but that's that's you know that's that's that was my role today, which is which is totally fine. But this is yeah, this was really great, man. Thank you for again for for doing this and, and showing uh, you know anybody who's listening to this and and watch or watching this, I should say, uh, you know how to how to do these things. I think it's it's really great that you know that you're just sharing the knowledge, right? And I think that's yeah. that's awesome. I mean, it's part you know that part of it, I think. Uh, you know, I very much commend you for, and we appreciate it. And I think it's, I think you're going to be helping some people that really like. It's a huge know. part, you know, the, yeah. I, I, I learned from watching podcasts of like people who make like, you know, 4k per, per song mixing. Yeah, so like yeah. if they're, if they're going to share their secrets, even though it's not even secrets, it's just knowledge. It's knowledge. Yeah. If they're going to, if they're going to teach how to do it, then like, I mean, I'm clearly not at their level yet. So like, why wouldn't I do the same thing to people who may, might not be at my level yet for mixing, you know, or are at the same level as me and just want to hear what I do, you know, versus them. So yeah. that's, that's the cool part of it. I love hearing about other people's chains and stuff like that. So that's why I love sharing mine is because I'm interested to see how people uh, take it all in. So. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. I was seeing one of your, one of your TikToks from a while back, and how many people were like commenting on, "Oh my god, this is so cool to see your vocal chain and things like that." Like, yeah. I was just, like, and some people were like, "Were like, oh, I don't do it like this. I do it like this instead." And I'm like, "Yeah, this this isn't the way to do it." There's right, a, about right. a million. If I handed this to like ten different engineers, not one of them would have the same chain on it. So. But that's a cool part of it, though, because it's like you can you can take some of the advice, but also like you kind of put your own spin on it at the same yeah. time. You know yeah, I you never go, take you everything see what works for you. So I yeah, love I never take everything 100 percent. Like mm. I'll be like, I love I love everything about what they told me. I just like to do this instead in these certain situations. So I'll just, you know, manip- that's that's what makes you you. You know, you take you take uh, all your inspirations and combine them into this one super inspiration, like which is just ends up being your sound. Exactly. So that's the coolest yeah. part. Fair so. enough. I love that. Really yeah. <laughs> great, man. So once again, Hex here with another Mixing Tips with Hex episode. This is episode three. We did vocal chains tonight. And yeah, of course, like I had mentioned at the beginning of this episode, if this you know was helpful for you in any way, we have two others. If you haven't checked them out, EQing vocals and reverb. So make sure you, uh, you know, head over to those. They're linked in the description. And uh, also make sure you tune in to more of our Beats With episodes. We just had uh, B-Leafs come on for two. We have our uh, or two. He did you know he did one beat, but split it up into two episodes, and we have uh, at least two more producers coming on for those, and uh, we won't quite give those away yet, but um, coming very soon. And the big announcement again, another Easter egg for you. Uh, if you are have made it this far, we have a huge announcement coming very soon with our Beats With series, and uh, I'm so excited to launch that. And and actually our our good friend Hex here will be our affiliate, I should say. Not You're a friend of the show, but you're an affiliate yeah. as well. You were part of the yeah. team. I, I, at least that's how I see it. Uh, yes. He will have a huge hand in that as well. So that announcement's coming sooner rather than later. So make sure you guys tune back in for that. And, of course, go listen to Wait, the new single with Cronin. Yes. It is out now. Should have plugged that at the beginning of the episode, but we're here yeah. now. So. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. And a great article that, not to you know, scratch my, my uh, uh, pat myself on the back, but there's an awesome article as well that I wrote. So if you like the <laughs> perfect like, breakdown, it, it, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So again, <laughs> again, we all we all have our talents. We all have our skills. But uh, if you like that song, definitely check out the article. Link that in the description too, and be on the lookout for an album analysis episode with Hex coming really soon. And once again, man, thank you so much for doing this and being here. Like this is, Absolutely, least, always. I, I, I always, um, I, it goes over a lot of it goes over my head, but it, it the stuff <laughs> yeah, that I can actually, because I'm again, I'm not doing it is like, but what I can pull from it tends to make sense because I feel like if someone actually knows the terminology and understands it, they'll yeah, be able yeah. to kind of 
stay with you. So I really, yeah, it takes practice. Really, we, we appreciate it. And I'm sure a lot of people out there appreciate this as well. For so sure. Thank gotcha. you as always. And uh, without further ado, I'm Mike. This is Hex with the Turntable Teachers. And class is officially dismissed. Turntable Teachers. Turntable Teachers.